0: This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Pangerang people. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, and that modern Australia has never come to terms with what was done to Indigenous people following European arrival.
1: Well may we say, God save the Queen, because nothing will save the Governor-General. You know I've searched my heart to prove There's better ways to push and pull Hey, whatever gets you through these days
0: Hello, and welcome to Well May We Say, a progressive podcast about Australian politics. This is episode 151, for Wednesday 11th of May 2022. I'm Jeremy Pico, and each week I'll be joined by a different guest host to help me discuss what's just been happening to the country, what's likely to happen and hopefully what we can do about it. Tonight's guest host is indeed a returning guest host as you might might suspect. It's my beloved wife Denise Pico. Welcome back Denise.
2: Hello, great to be here.
0: Denise, we're coming back uh, only a few short days after the last podcast to... I don't know, make people's brains explode after the extended delays that we put in there and there's three things we wanted to talk about tonight the deranged hypocrisy of the ceo sleepout. we wanted to talk about the lunacy about the commentary on inflation particularly from people like Walid ali mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, touch on some of the more absurd recent gotcha uh, attempts which are still going on even after adam bant told them google it mate
2: well the ceo sleep out which is a bit of a farce to begin with a whole bunch of people with a whole lot of privilege put on really fancy jackets and get really nice uh, sleeping bags and they rough it for a night. They, they sleep rough so they can help understand what it's like to be homeless.
0: Do you think they really think that that's what it's like being homeless?
2: Well I actually wonder if they just play common people over and over while they're out there, you know <laughs> I
0: said, pretend you got no money. And she just left are oh, you so funny I said. Yeah. Anyone else smiling. Are you,
2: sure? you, live like you can you can call your dad and end this
0: song <laughs> which is like when ordering people do it. It's ridiculous because that's not what the the experience is. is long, long term, being ground down bit by bit, knowing not that you're going to be able to. Sleeping in your own bed the next night but this is eat eternally exactly that you're you know you haven't eaten properly for weeks yeah so you don't have medical it's like it's you this... might
2: not even get a shower and the one public shower in town might end up getting locked at night because some person had to complain that homeless people were using it yeah I mean not giving an example from where we live at all
0: some, um, something tells me that, that the CEO sleep out they're not uh, trying to find a place to sleep on like spikes where they put a bunch of the you know the anti-homeless stuff on no oh, no that's why, anti-pigeon why don't the, CEO...
2: the anti-pigeon spikes uh, okay
0: How about the uh, the the way they put things in the middle of park benches to stop? Yeah, yeah. I want to see the CEOs trying to sleep on one of those.
2: Anyway, what they um what they do with the CEO out is they try to raise money to end homelessness, and it's it's a Vinny's thing, and Vinny supports it. Um, and puts it on. But my favorite, there's a lot of inter- interesting uh, discussion about who the specific participants are. And, you know, um, for me, it's a long-term supplier of technology to Fortescue Metals, people who are property moguls and people who, a guy who owns a place that actually lends you your bond, but then like you have to pay them back over a period of time. So really isn't actually, it's like a messed up payday loan for bonds. But my favorite is the guy from Indu.
1: From Indu. Wow.
0: Yes. Uh,
2: yes. So I have Indu
0: being the. the uh, I suppose you got to. D- Derek seems- Weatherly
2: has raised, as of two days ago, Derek Weatherly had raised $2,000 of his 5,000K, 5K goal. And he's the CEO of Indu Limited, as in the Indu card, as in the people who put out a card that force people onto it that makes that. Means they can't shop places. Means they're makes it even control. harder for the poor to
0: find food oh, and things because God. you've got to go to a place that the indu card will recognise, and and there's and also half the time when it's supposed to work it doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's the income management thing Which is tell the poor what they can buy And who they can buy it from
2: Exactly, exactly So it's, you know, it's kick them when they're down um, So this is a man who His entire profits are based on these cards And rolling out more of these cards He doesn't want to end homelessness There's nothing about him that wants to end homelessness He wants homelessness to continue He wants poverty to continue So his card gets rolled out What he wants is to look like he cares I,
0: Well, there, there, actually, there was quite a good um, meme That went around on, on Facebook this morning Which is philanthropy is simply a way for rich people to launder their reputations. Like, yeah. it's a, like none, of, none of it's supposed to. They, they don't want any actual structural change which improves these things. They want people to be left as beggars, you know, desperately trying to get a couple of scraps, while they, the people who are hmm. being, who's, whose entire wealth is based on exploiting these people, is they, they try to make themselves look good. Like Vinnie's being involved. Vinnie's is a company that like exploits the poor with with free labor. They, they make them work for for nothing, and if they piss them off in some way. Report them and starve them. Make them homeless. Like, uh, Vinny's does that. Vinny literally exploits the poor and threatens them with homelessness. Like,
2: yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so they actually do sign on to the idea of mutual obligations, but they're against the Indu card, and they've actually put out statements that they're against
0: the Indu card, but they'll have this guy on his thing I saw, I saw, on their sleepout. I saw, sleep saw, saw Malcolm Turnbulls there I'm talking about his participation in these things. You've got politicians who are the same ones who voted to halve social security to half the poverty line. Yeah. These people have power they could exercise it to actually help the poor and the homeless oh don't be mad but they they play, play act at it it's it's, it's revolting it's yeah. sickening
2: and venice is one of those
0: groups where They will say they do a great thing,
2: and they will say they help people, and they will say that without their charity, people wouldn't have basic needs, people wouldn't have job retraining, people wouldn't have, you know, a lot of the charity they provide. But we shouldn't need to. That shouldn't be a thing we need. We shouldn't need Vinnie's to be providing these things. Our government should be providing them.
0: Look, I don't want to be all conspiratorial about it, but it does does feel like there's an awful lot of particularly religious-based charities who fundamentally oppose and vote for part- and support parties that oppose these things being looked after on a systemic basis, that they're being, you know, Social Security at a level that you can live on. Yeah. They it's almost as if they would prefer that there be people starving so that they can come in and help them from the thing that they're large, you know, partly responsible for the problem in the first place. And they can A, boost their own yep. existence. Also use it to defend – keep in mind that one of the big arguments that the religious organisations have, that they should be not taxed at all and they yeah. should sit on these vast property holdings and all the rest of it, their whole argument is, well, we look after the poor and if it wasn't for us, you'd have to pay a lot more. Well, no, no, hang on. If we actually taxed you appropriately, we could do look after them on a systemic basis, not leave it up to the charity Absolutely. of the rich. Absolutely. The idea that the rich should get to choose who they help and they, uh, and, you know, they, should, they should have to big, it's like, no – they should be. These are. There yeah. shouldn't be anyone starving in the first place for the the religious charities to come in and help. It should be. You know, you have. We have social security. We have housing. We should have. It should be the level you can live on. What they're what they're essentially saying is that we're happy with people, some people starving, so that we can help a couple of them and 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 justify our existence. Mm. It's, it's disgusting.
2: Well that's all right um apparently they made a big profit last year Vinny's. and yeah Vinny's and a profit the year before so there you go they not for profit yeah but
0: so it's an operating surplus or something okay yeah actually have you ever seen have you ever heard conservatives come back and attack progressives uh on the basis that, that they, they say that in real dollar terms and i don't think it actually works if you don't do real dollars because you um if you actually do it on you know the the number of people who are contributing, and so forth, in terms of charity. I think I don't even think that would benefit the Conservatives. But in terms of real raw numbers, well, the Conservatives represent the rich, so uh-huh. we would hope that the numbers would be bigger. But also, they count philanthropy type stuff, which is. Fundamentally, about laundering rich people's reputation. Yeah. Um. But their argument is, oh, look, well, you lefties don't tend to to um, be as generous to charities. But the bottom line is, we are happy to. We want. We just want it to be not optional. We want it to be a fundamental thing that the system. You know, we pay progressive taxation, and nobody falls through the cracks. <laughs> we don't want there to be cracks for people to fall through in the first place. That you have to try and that you have to you know try and make yourself look good by by digging out a couple of them when they when they pl- please you in some way.
2: And that's the other thing. Like, and I also don't want them having the ability to run things like seniors. Homes to run things like uh, places where they can then discriminate against you based on, say, if you're queer or divorced or like oh, depending religion. on yeah yeah like, I because they're already. religious organizations and like you know St. Vincent uh, not St. Vincent de Paul but um, Salvo's is the one that's famous for doing this but in New South Wales especially they run a lot of of the uh, elderly homes homes for the elderly yeah. aged care homes and. It's like the discrimination and the loneliness that happens like there's actually a huge issue with older queer adults to hide who they are when they go into these care homes because they're afraid.
0: Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Religious organizations shouldn't be running. Yeah. They they shouldn't be in control of people's lives. They are not neutral service provider organizations. Yeah. They are a body of people with a particular philosophy on the universe that they are wanting to spread and promote yeah. and force on people. Anyway, it's, yeah, the CIA. And
2: it shouldn't be that they are the requirement. It shouldn't be that if we didn't have them, we would have this massive safety net that refugees fell through. That, um, that homeless people fell through. That all these people fell through because they're saying, "Oh well, we have people like Vinny's, and they do this stuff to help." Well, it's actually an excuse shouldn't. for conservatives to not yeah. provide these things. Yeah. They're like,
0: "Oh well, we can do it badly, but you know, they will pick up the slack at the yeah. bottom." It's they're- a
2: catch twenty two. It's a big catch twenty two. It's like, "Well, if we did this, they wouldn't do that, and they do that, though so we don't need to do that." Like it works. Yeah, both ways. How, how
0: delightfully circular for yeah. them. Yeah, here's a solution: uh, we tax them properly, and we provide, pro- we restore social security. Like this, you know the odd thing? It always felt... One of the biggest things that changed for me politically in the last couple of years was realising that that idea that you have as a, as a young lefty of I'd like to make sure that nobody was homeless and that that uh, there's an adequate amount for people to live on and we have a proper safety net and all the rest of it. But what they train you with over your young adult life is that that's a lovely thing to want and we all want that. We do all want that. We all don't. Nobody wants homeless people. But it's just not practical. We just can't do it. Yeah. We can't actually... It provide, get, we ooh. don't have enough money. And then you realise... Yes, they do have enough money. We just demonstrated it last year. We could definitely provide um, social security at the poverty line, and no, at least not less than the poverty line. We did it. We were able to do it. It cost a lot less than, say, the giant tax cuts that, we'll get, that, that we um, passed for the rich. And, and so this whole thing that they train you with of, no, no, the things that the progressives want, it's, it's a fantasy. It'd be lovely if it were possible, rainbows and unicorns, but you just can't do it. Yeah, we can. You choose not to. Absolutely. You are making deliberate choices that that's impossible. Yes, you are. Which leads me to the remarks by Walidia Lee on Insider. So I do love that we are presented that Walida Ali is our lefty and ABC is the lefty organisation and they promote constantly right-wing crap. Mm. Like, we're, the most, the people who are being decried as lefties are right, as, like centrists or centrist right wingers. Sorry, yeah. centrist is a right winger. But they, they're, <laughs> they're not. Like, well, it's like libertarian is a right winger. It's like part of what happened, the way that the media frame politics in Australia is to literally rule out the left entirely. They just, like, oh, the actual left, like the people, the progressives, like the Greens, they're just painted as extremists off to the side. Uh-huh. And the. Soft moderate right are presented as yeah that those are your lefties those are the lefties that you know we, we we've got we've got the balance from those lefties being the centre yeah. right through to the far right that's 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 the whole spectrum yes. we just define out the greeds. anyway
2: exactly and nice. and the centre right is actually now what we're going to call the left
0: yeah we'll call, we'll call them the left yeah uh, so Waleed Ali had there's this thing that they had on the insiders on the weekend which definitely his commentary which is about the inflation figures and what Waleed basically said was that we can't Address wages and have wages go to meet inflation because increasing wages is itself inflationary, and therefore that's the one
1: thing we mustn't do. The reason inflation is tricky is that the medicine for it is really, really bitter. Right, the fact that we have wage stagnation, for example, so that wages are declining in real terms. Mm is actually the thing that might help keep inflation under check. It's just that no-one wants that, right? No, no one. Everyone wants to pump up wages. Right. So if you, we want the government to keep a lid on inflation somehow. But when you ask us what we want from government, none of it amounts to keeping a lid on inflation. It actually amounts to making inflation worse, right? Everything we want from government is that. And there, I don't see any party... And this isn't even to blame them. Yeah. I, I don't see that they can square that circle. So you think you're not running can't. for the election though, Wally? because what, uh, 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 to argue that putting um, wages down, or keeping them flat mm. is the answer here. I ain't going to fly. No imagine that. <laughs> imagine if someone said, well this is you know a it's good thing, answer. wages aren't increasing
2: goes back to what we were discussing with Scott Morrison and the magic wand. It's almost like he's bought into the magic wand theory. Oh, there's no magic wand that will give you better wages and not make inflation go up. So just suck it up, swallow the bitter pill, and deal with the fact that inflation is rising. Your wages are actually decreasing, and you're just now even more poor. Ha ha.
0: Yeah. So the magic wand thing that leaves nothing we can do about it. Obviously, there are plenty of things we can do about, it. like the federal government. It's not like there's nothing they can do. They've been deliberately suppressing, and they've had public sector wage freezes. Mm. They've deliberately suppressed wage growth. Yes. I mean, the whole point, the whole point of freezing the public sector wages is to put a freeze on private sector wage increases as well. Other things that they've done that suppress wages are halving the social security net, so you can't really. Take, you can't t- take the risk of losing your job. You can't take the risk of pitching for more or doing something else ah. because uh, they've also uh, massively starved the university, so there's a giant sector that they you know, slashed the wages. of. They've suppressed industrial rights. They've done a lot of things that have suppressed wages. It's not yes. a bug. It's a deliberate policy approach. It's a design. Yeah, it's what the Liberals want. They they, they boast amongst themselves about keeping wage growth low. Like, mm. that isn't a bug for them. And then that comes to election campaign where everybody's like, wages really have been suppressed. That should be something. And then they'll be like, oh, um, oh do you love their circular one? Because have have this, this is their line. We have to do things that make it easier for employers to employ people, such as helping them run, have lower wages. We want to make sure any, get rid of all the things that might push up wages because that makes it harder for employers to employ people. But if employers can then employ people, then that will, that's the thing that we say will then push up wages because then there'll be more competition for those jobs. So in order to increase wages, we must suppress wages and that will somehow increase wages down the track.
2: Oh, but you see, if you can be underemployed at this job, then someone else can also offer you a job where you will also be underemployed. So you can have the privilege of working for two employers who can hire to have two people at 60 hours a week and to never see your family or get ahead.
0: Mm. So Waleed's idea, so it seems it's superficially plausible, it's certainly persuaded David Spears, he's like, oh. Yeah, there's some real talk. It's uh it must be hard for you. It's a good thing for the parties that you're not running. It would be, know, be difficult to sell. Yeah, I mean that's bitter medicine you've got to sell. But, uh, oh. you, but they're the realists. Ah. See, these are the realist lefties. This is the Labour version too. Like, the, yeah. the, you know, we just can't. But even Labour's more progressive than that. Labour's at least like, no, hang on, let's do something about the way. Like, because the one lefty thing that what the Labour does do is kind of occasionally want to help the unions. I mean, they also kick the unions in the face a lot. Yes, they like do. that Part of what they already did under Gillard was to set up this commission that, that has made people's industrial rights worse. Yes. But occasionally the Labour Party remembers that the unions are actually a part of the, the base, supposedly, and and you know express some concern for wages. So they might do something about it. The point I want to make is there are a lot of things that push up inflation. Why don't we suppress those things and increase wages? Because, the tax cuts that were just done for the rich, those are inflationary, uh. massively inflationary. Weirdly, we didn't raise this concern about them. Nobody's turning around to, and saying, hang on, the inflation's very high. Maybe we shouldn't do the third stage of those uh, tax cuts for the rich. Maybe we shouldn't do those because they're inflationary. Weirdly, that's not a part of the commentary. Oh,
2: except they had to kiss the butt of the rich people to get them to donate to their campaigns so they could run their campaigns so they could get elected.
0: But... They don't say that as their justification. Oh. So what's, whenever anybody, I want us to, anytime anybody's like, yeah, anybody, if anybody repeats this Waleed talking point to you, I want you to be able to turn back and say, hang on, yeah, that's inflationary, but there's lots of other things that are inflationary that we should be suppressing instead. Yes. We suppress them, but we have to wage raise wages because the inflationary things are effectively making it impossible for people to live.
2: Yeah. Um, the number of people I see just complaining like saying how hard it is especially living in a regional center you know to work and to get places where places where public transport is not an option and where when you get go to work you're working weird shifts and weird hours anyway so even if there were public transport more than the like the two buses a day they're not at the times you need them and it's just like the cost of getting to and from work is just driving people wild because they are not able to afford it
0: well the cost of living is the thing that that the media tell us everybody's really pissed off about and both parties are going to be t- turning around and saying, I'm sorry, we really can't do much about it other than these sort of flippant, oh, we'll give you 200 bucks before the election nonsense. Ah. We're not going to do anything substantial about it. Well, you, you can do something about it, vote for progressive parties, who will do something about it, which is, you. Ra- first of all, in terms of wages, one thing you can do, which isn't inflationary at all, is increase wages for the for the poorer workers and decrease wages for higher earners. So that's, the total wage bill is the same, it's just shared more equitably. Well, that doesn't. that's not inflationary, that's just moving the money from you know, one set ah. of workers to the other. The thing they like oh, what about productivity? I mean, the only way to really do it is through productivity. Well, get stuffed. Productivity has been rising since the seventies, and it hasn't been passing on. It's so- all of the profits <laughs> have been, all the, the the benefits of that productivity, those productivity increases, have gone to the rich.
2: And I can bet you that like half the people like packing your groceries at Kohl's, wandering up and down those hour aisles with you know targets of how many orders they have to pack per hour, are probably doing a higher productivity level than many of us are.
0: Yeah, yeah. The bottom line is, I reckon that for an awful lot of jobs that are very well paid. If you paid them exactly the same as the lower entry jobs that are worse paid uh, I still think most people would prefer to do the other job the, the job even if they were being paid no more than the the person who was doing manual labor they'd still pick the office job over that uh, it's not the remuneration isn't to do with the amount of work you're doing it's to do with where the privileges you've started off with to get into that position in society like and
2: also the perception of the role as well you know you look at roles for example like early childhood Right, that's right.
0: Would, if you had to choose between a CEO role and and and, and the the labour required for early childhood, and you were both paid the same, which one would you pick?
2: I'd probably pick the CEO role because okay. I don't want to be around children 24 7
0: because it's an enormous amount of labor it's to be an an other an children. amazing amount of yeah. work yeah. like i feel like the people who are on these high salaries overestimate just how much value they're putting back ah. anyway but yeah the bottom line the thing that i want people to think about is that there are all these inflationary pressures that have pushed up inflation have n- nothing to do with wages and the only way if wages are ahead of inflation that's great yeah That's that's good for people It's not good for rich people Who want to uh, Farm off their, their profits But it is good for The majority of people In the society Who aren't the, Who aren't the rich There are other things You can do to suppress those, the, the things that have caused it It also,
2: but, it also feels funny Because it's like They keep complaining That spending figures are down But you keep Not Like they don't there's a connect the dot right in front of you and there's the four and there's the five. And if you draw the line between them, you'll suddenly see that there's a giraffe on your page, but they just stare at it going like, Oh, if only I knew how, what this picture was going to turn out to be.
0: It's a crab, a long necked crab. <laughs> exactly. But the other and the, the, the final point I want to make on that was that there are an awful lot of inflationary things that the numbers don't include. So the policies that we have that push up house prices, mm. Now that's not inevitable. There are things that we could do again. The, the, like, like the wages thing. Like, oh, I'm sorry. There's just not much we can do about it. There's plenty that we can do about it, about wages. And there's also plenty we can do about house prices. Raising negative gearing on investment properties. Raising the capital gains tax concessions on on investment properties. Uh, improve renters' rights. All of those things would would put a cap on on house prices because the investors would be like, oh, we'll, we'll put our money into the uh, into shares or something else. Like, yes. The investors pissing off would be great. And if you could raise wages at the same time, because you don't actually want the house prices to crash, you want the plateau. House price, but then if you if you do the things that increase wages, suddenly housing would become affordable again. But when you look at inflation, we all know that house prices are a massively inflationary impact on people's lives. Yes, the fact that it's pushed up rents, pushed up the uh, mortgages, everything has become. That housing affordability crisis is huge and real for yes. people. It's just not the people who are in power, who yeah. own investment properties and aren't paying, who don't care about this because they're quite comfortable. But that's a huge inflationary impact. But it's not, it doesn't show up in the same way in the CPI and the inflation figures. So they're like, oh, well, even if you'd kept a lid on house prices, it wouldn't make any difference to the inflation figures. Well, okay. Then that just says that the inflation figures aren't a real measure of what inflation is that people are experiencing. It does. That's, that's still a thing that you could address. And the last thing I wanted to touch on was this attempted gotcha the other day by one of the uh, Channel Seven journo. Uh,
1: study suggests up to about fifty percent of women, it's probably even more, after giving birth, experience female uh, experience incontinence. It's a it's a major issue amongst women. How is it appropriate for your member for Lyons, Brian Mitchell, to tweet uh, about um, if this debate doesn't wrap up soon, we're going to need mocks. Women don't do well holding on. Well, I I haven't I haven't seen that tweet. When is it from? A few years ago, I think. When is it from? Twenty eleven.
2: So, uh, Anthony Ablo, can you tell me? How appropriate was it for your MP to tweet that 14 years ago it took him 45 minutes to get from Liverpool to Circular Quay Thursday morning at 8am when we all know that there is no possible way to do that in under an hour and 15.
0: Okay, so the equivalent version for Albo in that case, is what, what Albo should say about your, your transport question or about the other one is, sorry, are you saying that he's done something consistent with that? Since is you saying that he's hostile to people on travelling in Sydney now? Is there some relevant modern point that you're trying to drag back and say this is a pattern of behaviour? Yeah. What is the connection between this and the thing that happened uh, in the case of the real one 11 years ago? Yeah. Because I was trying to think about whether obviously you can see that she knew that that was a terrible question in the audio because when he says when she's like a few years ago and then when he's like no what year yeah. she's <laughs> like. 2011. Yeah. Like she knows immediately that it's bullshit. She knew before she asked the question it was bullshit. And
2: she was just hoping to get away from it, and to be like, oh look how clever she is with her gotcha.
0: I also love all the gotchas when they when they're criticizing people for, when they're doing the memory tests. They read them off their phone to do the memory tests of the MP. Yeah. I was like great. What that's that is incredibly one sided and stupid. But and, and obviously the real none of these are on real issues that actually affect us. None of that's on like what we were just talking about. Like what are they going to do to actually improve wages and suppress house prices, for example. Mm. Because, of course, they don't want to actually do anything, those things. But those are real things that actually matter to us. What I was thinking about on the way home when I was pondering it, how, you know, this question, are we being intellectually honest? If it was they'd dug up something from a liberal MP in 2011, say, making a strange... You could twist it into out of context. It's, a, it's an a, attack on women, the incontinent thing. I mean, the only thing that makes sense to me is that that he's at this conference and trying to have a go at how long it's going on. And, you know, given the state of... of um, Edu- biological education in this country, perhaps he'd only just learned recently about how intercontinence affects women in, in middle mm. age. Maybe it, was a, maybe, maybe it was in his head and he's like, make, and makes that, who knows? Like, it's a bit of a weird thing. Now, if it was a Liberal MP who did this 11 years ago, would I be similarly scathing of why is this relevant? And I, I realised that I think what the difference is, the thing that would make it... So if it was they came up with something from... I don't know, a, a female Liberal MP or an a, one of the moderate Liberal MPs who's, um, oh, well, I suppose they've all voted to, to help Scummo and, and Porter and all the rest of it and Tudge with their, with their shonky behaviour towards women. The only relevance of a question like that that I can see is if it was connected to current behaviour. Okay. If there's something that they were doing now, if there was somebody who was doing a whole lot of misogynist things, and you were then drawing it back and saying, look... This is not a this isn't a recent thing. this guy's got a pattern of it. It goes back this far. you know he seems to have issues with women then flows through. like I can see then it being relevant. but if that isn't her case, and she hasn't done gone and looked up, she's not saying Mr. Albanese, your candidate uh, has has these problems, you know this is an ongoing issue for him. and the reason she isn't is because, Insofar as this is journalism, she didn't do any. Jane Hume, the Liberal um, politician, had tweeted this. She's just gone and thrown it as a gotcha. If she wanted to see if that was relevant, she should have looked into that candidate's yeah. more, more recent conduct. Is there some through line? Is there some yeah. connection? Then it might be relevant. She hasn't done that. She's just done a lazy hack. Yeah. I've just repeated what the libs have said. And it's worthless. It's garbage. It's a distraction from real... I, and it's it, she should be embarrassed about it. She should feel bad. And I know there's a lot of people like... Don't get stuck into the board journal. She's just working. Well, yes, and she's working and doing bad stuff.
2: Exactly. And the thing is, I, in my job, need to deliver a certain level of professionalism and quality. And if that was what I delivered, I would be like, my boss and his boss would be like, what, what, no.
0: And the only reason why she might be okay with that is that her bosses don't actually care about anything other than they're hoping that gotcha would pay off. But that's not journalism. Like, I can... they would have to... You've got to have a point that you're making with it. There's got to be some relevance. Really, the issue there should have been... She should have been asking Jane Hume, Jane Hume, you're tweeting this attack on a Labor candidate from 11 years ago. Are you making some... Is there some relevant yeah. point to now? Like, the real journalism there is turning around to the person who's raising this and saying, why are you... And what's the also, connection? Jane what's the point Hume, you're making? in
2: your 11 years, have, have nothing you said changed, Have has nothing... Like, you've not done anything in 11 years that you might be ashamed of?
0: I just All this does is it's a, it, it's a chilling effect on people standing for office. It's, uh, it, you end up with the most bland career politicians when this is sort of the stuff that you do. But it's just not competent. Even not. in so far as if there was some point to make there, you've got to have the material to do it. And she didn't because no. she hadn't done all It was. It was just worthless, harmful nonsense. And that's what we've had throughout this campaign instead of actual meaningful coverage that helps people exactly anyway we'll see you all soon. i don't want discussion in the next podcast about preferencing between like some of the one of the independents and the greens and how we come up making that decision there's, there's a couple of other things to talk about soon but we're going to try and do uh shorter episodes more frequently so that's we're going to upload this one here thank you to all of our patreon subscribers for keeping supporting the podcast thank you to everybody who's listening to us thank you to robin gray for the music thank you alex lum for the artwork and thank you denise for coming back
2: oh thank you for having me we'll see you all
0: soon <laughs> bye